This podcast is brought to you by the Alien Soda Company. Your connection to pop culture and paranormal themed merch. AlienSodaCompany.shop for all things out of this world. Hey, what's up, fellow searchers? Today, let's dive into a story that's as mysterious as it is tragic. Let's talk about the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb on this episode of the Paranormal Mind Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paranormal Mind Podcast. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. And we are introducing kind of a new segment. If you've listened to past episodes, we talk about buy us a drink or recommend a drink and we will drink it on the air. And I'm already regretting this (laughs) big time. This drink was recommended to us by Pamela Collins. She uh, is an awesome supporter. She joined me on my Savannah tour trip. She's really awesome. She's not awesome because... Because this drink, what is it, 90-something proof? Is that what? No, it's 94 proof. 94 proof. And we're starting off with this, and it's not even noon yet. It's not even 11 a.m. yet. Dude, we're just lawless. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. I know it. But what is the drink called? It's called a, and I think I'm pronouncing this right, a Sazerac. Let's go with with that. Don't ask me to say it. Don't ask me to say it, because I will mispronounce. So let's go ahead and let's cheers to uh, Pamela Collins. And to all of you fellow searchers out there, we're going to try it now. That's kind of smooth. That's pretty good. It's not bad. I'm going to get in trouble. I can already tell I'm going to get in trouble. For a whiskey drink, that is exceptional. That's really good. Yeah, it complements itself. It's not too strong. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I was expecting a bite to it, but it's not not strong at all. It's actually really good. Because one, we're not drink mixers, so we're just like... Right, this was all... Winging it. Right, you did a good job, man. Raise the the one that mixed it up, so yeah, you did a good job. All right, let's jump into... Let's jump into the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. It all starts on February 19th, 2013, when the body of Elisa Lamb, a Canadian tourist, was found in a water tank on top of the Stay on Main Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. That It used to be the Cecil Hotel, but that's what it's called now. Now, this isn't your typical body found in a hotel kind of story. There are some serious, strange elements to this case that have captivated the public's attention. And just to stop real quick, I know the more I drink, the more I'm going to miss pronounced so y'all just ignore me okay just ignore we don't have to go just ignore it just ignore it yeah we're gonna go with it yeah So, well, that's going to be my excuse, but I'll mispronounce even when sober. So So here's the deal. Elisa Lamb was last seen alive on January 31st, and her parents reported her missing the following day. Fast forward to February 13th, and the Los Angeles Police Department releases security camera footage of Elisa behaving erratically in an elevator at the hotel on the day that she vanished. So we remember this video because it went viral, but she was pressing the buttons like erratically. She was peeking outside of the elevator. 
coordinator. She seemed to be talking to somebody that wasn't there. But then there were certain points where she would be moving her hands in a way that you see some drug addicts do, right. like whenever they're on something. Acting very erratically. Very yeah. erratic. Very erratic. And it was strange, but man, it was making its rounds around social media like crazy. There, there was a big theory about, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this or not, that she was playing some kind of elevator game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the theories in just a second. But like I said, the video went viral, got people talking, and rightfully so. It was pretty bizarre stuff. The autopsy was performed on February 21st. It didn't provide a clear cause of death, leaving investigators scratching their heads. But here's the kicker on all of this, okay? The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office eventually ruled it an accident with bipolar disorder as a significant contributing factor. Hmm. That's right. Bipolar disorder came into play here. It's a complicated case. So naturally, guests of the hotel sued over the incident, and Elisa's parents filed their own lawsuit later on. The latter case was dismissed in 2015, though. And get this, people on the internet started drawing connections between Elisa's death and the 2002 horror film Dark Water. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's uncanny yeah. It's uncanny how similar some aspects are. It's like life imitating art. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Elisa a bit. She was a student at the University of British Columbia, struggling with, with mental illness. She had a blog where she shared her experiences, her fashion interests, and the challenges she faced with her mental health. It's a heartbreaking reminder that mental illness is no joke. It's something that we should all take seriously. As far as her disappearance, it's a real head-scratcher. She was in Los Angeles staying at the Cecil Hotel, or as it's known now, the Stay on Main. There were reports of odd behavior and notes left for her roommates. And get this, she was escorted off the premises of a live taping of Conan due to disruptive behavior. What? <laughs> yeah. Something was going on with Elisa, but we may never fully understand it. The case took a chilling turn when guests at the hotel started complaining about low water pressure and discolored water. Ugh. Could you Can imagine? You, I cannot imagine. Can you imagine finding out afterwards? Yeah, right? man. Especially if you drank some of that water. Yeah. I like, think I the would way you a... The way you act about, like, sheets. <laughs> Dude, I cannot imagine. I would still be scrubbing yeah. my tongue, being like, I, I have to loosen that tongue. I, I, taste, <laughs> I, I taste a little bit of body. Yeah. I would still be. Yeah. Hyundai want a bow tie. Yeah. Hyundai want a bow tie. <laughs> yeah. I know that that would still be bothering me to this day. You talk about sure. mental illness. I would definitely have a mental illness after that. Yeah. yeah. So they were complaining, like I said, of the low water pressure, discolored water. And you won't believe where they found her body in one of the hotel's water tanks on the roof. It's like something out of a horror movie. The tank had to be drained out and cut open to retrieve her remains. That's what's crazy Pretty about tragic. that. Like, how did she get in right. there? Not only was she in there, but it was locked while she was in there. So, like, her body was in there and the lock was still on it or was put back on it after her body was put in there. Yeah. That's the weird part about right. it. Right. Especially with them uh, ruling it an accident. Now, the investigation into how she got into the tank is a mind-boggler. We'll talk about that a little bit now. The hotel's roof access is restricted and the fire escape is a possibility, but how did she manage to get there undetected? So, like, with the fire doors and stuff going out, it would have sounded an alarm. Nobody heard an alarm that night. So just really strange things. It's, it's truly a mystery. Because they didn't find her until like days later, right? Right, yeah. right. So some speculate foul play, while others think she may have been under the influence of drugs or experiencing a psychotic episode, which I would think that too, if there wasn't other circumstances like you were talking right. about with the right. door and everything else. This case has sparked counts, countless discussions and even influenced popular culture. TV shows like Castle and How to Get Away with Murder tackled similar storylines, drawing inspiration from Elisa's mysterious death. And let's not forget the music video by the, gan the band Skinned and the chilling singer.
single Elisa Lam. It's incredible how far-reaching this story has become. In 2021, Netflix even released a docuseries called Prime Scene, The Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel. We remember that being released. It was actually a pretty good yeah. documentary. So it, it delved into the details of Elisa's death. Like I said, really good documentary. It's an ongoing fascination and a puzzle we're still trying to piece together. So here's some of the theories that we'll talk about a little bit and we'll try to figure it out, even though it probably won't, especially with us drinking this. <laughs> we're going to come up with nothing. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's some theories. So Elisa was drunk or on hallucinogens, which is a possibility. Uh, this explains her odd behavior in the elevator and possibly with her roommates. However, her toxicology results did not show acute drug or alcohol intoxication, which is strange. Elisa was another theory is Elisa was murdered and died as a result of drowning as her autopsy reports. But despite that, Elisa did not have any evidence of trauma at all on her body. So that theory is kind of out the window. Yeah. yeah. You would think that there would be some sort of sign of struggle or, or something like that. And there was nothing really strange. Another theory is Elisa committed suicide. It's a tough way to commit suicide. It's a tough way. And you know how she locked the thing. And I don't really know of anybody right. that would just be like, do you, if you go to a hotel, do you know where the water reservoir is for the hotel? Yeah. But if you're wandering around and if she was truly having a psychotic episode or, or was hallucinating in any degree, she could have thought that she was going places where. Yeah. But if I get know, all the way on the roof and I want to commit walking suicide, off would be why the, wouldn't you just jump that would off be the, quick and easy? I mean, nobody's going to be like, you know what? Let me look around, around which, and see if I can which, find the which, water tank. Which we'll talk about this a little bit more in just a few minutes, but the hotel was known as like the suicide right. hotel. Yeah. There was a lot of people that committed suicide by jumping out of the building. And I think a serial killer so, stayed there. Richard for, Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit, too. Another theory that may be popular with us, but won't be popular with a lot of people uh, that Elisa communicated with or was possibly led to commit suicide by ghosts. I think that plays into the elevator game a little bit. Isn't that like a Japanese known game? Yeah, I believe so. I believe I believe, I believe the game was played heavily over there. Um, um, but that has to do with a lot of uh, spiritual Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Stuff. Right. So her odd behavior and gestures in the elevator could be explained by talking to a ghost. Some internet users believe she is communicating with the ghost of serial killer Richard Ramirez, who stayed in the Cecil Hotel hmm. from 1984 to 1985. So that's so, a thought. Yeah. yeah. But then again, we talk about, could she have committed suicide? Yes, possible. But then we're like, oh, it's it's plausible that she was talking to ghosts. But that's because of our fascination with all of this. Yeah. But really, could it be that or could it be that she was struggling with a mental well, See, that's what I was just looking up because like I remember there being something about Aleister Crowley and Elisa Lamb. Oh, really? Which is crazy because, you know, Aleister Crowley was like big bad. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Magician. I, you know, well, look it up. Look it That's up. And, and while we're while I'm talking about this, you can interject. We here. should really do an episode on Aleister Crowley one day, too, because it, it is a little... Oh, his life was fascinating. Fascinating. But it was bizarre. But, but it yeah. was bizarre and not People as probably like, would never look at me the same if we did it on Aleister Crowley. <laughs> why? Because I you, love Aleister 
put them on a oh, pedestal. Yeah, I love Alex yeah. Crowley. A lot of people do, though, so I don't think that they would look at you a certain way because a lot of people are fascinated with his life and, and what he did. I think that uh, the name is way more profound than what his life... I mean, he had an interesting life. Like, he could have... He was eccentric, right? So, yeah. He had uh, cool hats. It would be cool to do an episode on that, though, to kind of set the record straight. And he was heavily on drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All the time. time. He was also a power bottom. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, jumping back into this story. February 19th, her body was discovered in the in the tank. It's four by eight foot water tank. And she was naked. And her clothes were found in the tank with her. So, again, like I said, like if it was somebody else and it was foul play, a lot of things were missing. Like, So, I kind of wonder if she took her clothes off. Though, well, maybe. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's foul play. But then why did she go there? Why? But, you know, people who are struggling with mental illness, sometimes you you don't understand. Like, it's, it's yeah, something how, that just... How does she get locked in there, though? Yeah. That's the crux of that, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah, it's, it again, like, it's unknown how she got on the roof. According to the hotel, she would have either had to go out of a window or climb up the fire escape to go through a locked and alarm-set rooftop door. So for me, if, if you wanted to commit suicide, I don't feel like you'd be going, like, really, really, really out of your way to figure that out. Right. You know what I mean? Well, on top of that, the door itself was, I believe, 20 or 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. What? So, so she had to pull that open, get and, inside, yeah. and pull it back. So you know, like, if a door is all the way down, like, for right. how small she was, for her to have the strength to pull it and latch it and close it, it makes no sense and to I, me. And I no. guess, I don't know what this reservoir looked like, but I'm kind of imaging, like, a it's like small a water, water tower yeah, type pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a like ladder, a so you'd have to yeah. climb up, open the lid. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it looks like. It's yep. like the things that you see in, like, superhero movies that they have all their... I just, I don't know, man. It doesn't sit right with me that that would be like, if she wanted to kill herself, that would be the way to go, I guess. But again, we're trying to explain something away that somebody that could have been struggling with a mental episode. And we know oftentimes when there's mental illness involved, uh, you can't give a rational explanation because um, sometimes people act irrationally. And it it could be the case with this. Just what strikes it, what makes it odd for me is how she was acting in the elevator, how she borderline paranoid like she was right. looking out almost looked like somebody was chasing her and she was trying to hide from them and trying to press the buttons to get away to have the elevator and that's kind of what i'm thinking too like it doesn't really scream mental illness to me i mean of course we don't ever know what's going on in somebody's mind all right so truth. here's here's the uh connection between her and alistair crowley the famed occultist claimed to have met a being described as being similar to alien greys named lamb l-a-m after this interaction crowley allegedly used a magic ritual to open a portal between Lamb's dimension and ours. Theorists have drawn a connection between the supposed portal and whatever Elisa Lamb was doing to was trying to do in the elevator. He also wrote a poem called Jephthah mm-hmm. whilst... Not, yeah. not so easy, is it? <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to be Jephthah while staying at a London hotel called the Cecil. In the poem, Jephthah sacrifices his daughter Sela. Believers in this theory point out that not only does Sela sound like Cecil, but it's also an anagram of Elisa. Oh, that that, that is get, crazy. I, I'll tell you this right now. That that story just now just gave me chills. I know, because, man. I mean, if, if anybody, if you don't know about Aleister Crowley, first of all, look him up. Yeah. He yeah, did a lot right. of stuff. Right. He did a lot of left a lot of hand people. and right hand path magic. And I mean, he was pretty much the godfather of. A lot of people consider him like one of the most evil people to have existed. And he kind of inherited that, like wanted to be that guy too, yeah. that persona because of the way he was kind of treated as he was growing up. Um, not that he had like a really terrible home life. Anyway, I don't want to get 
into great detail. Yeah, Aleister like Alistair Crowley. Cl- Alistair Crowley and like uh, Madame Blavatsky, and like right. they were. I mean, he, Madame Blavatsky like helped Hitler. He was so like he his was, occultist. Alistair Crowley was interesting, as in the like his life could have definitely turned out completely different. He's not one of those guys that came from like a very poor family or any of that stuff. The path that he chose in life is one that he chose and chose alone. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to be that person. Just think about the correlation of that. What's yeah. crazy, it, man? It, we can't discount it. You can entertain that idea. But I mean, how many times have we been somewhere or done something and all the synchronicities? That's my just, thing is like the synchronicities, paranormal or not paranormal. You can, you know, talk it both ways. But at the end of the day, there are some really strange pieces of this that really don't make sense in normal terms. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even I mean, trying to make sense of, yeah, maybe she did have a mental health crisis, like pieces about it that even like, yes, if you have a mental illness, it doesn't make you like necessarily less of a person. Like there are still thoughts and logic involved in anything you do. Right. And, and what if what if a lot of things that we're calling mental illness is paranormal in nature, is something that people are actually witnessing and seeing? So the things that and we how classify many, yeah, as hallucinations many, I know they're not, are not. I know they're movies, but how many horror movies tackle the idea of like mental illness? Honestly, it makes you more vulnerable to paranormal yeah, like, um, look at all the law, interactions like the, the taking of deborah logan or whatever where it's like the old woman with dementia who is like mm-hmm. actually possessed or whatever i've yeah. always felt like you know if you really look at the idea of like demons and stuff like that the demons are the things that weigh you down yeah you which know? i mean it goes it goes both ways because like back in the day how many times did mental illness get thought of as possession how many exorcisms were performed on people who were just mentally ill right but i wanted to mention that like with and, and i know schizophrenia that's a real thing that's something that we classify and that it's in our the scientific journals then you look at people who say they're psychic and they're talking to all of these yeah, people that no, they see absolutely where do you, the, the line is blurred so where do you draw right. the line from somebody that you are diagnosing as a schizophrenic what if they are psychic that are not able to handle the amount of information that's coming in right not saying that it's not a real thing but that the lines are blurred because well, i mean look at like a disassociative identity disorder right. where you have that's a real thing. Man. More like multiple people basically living in the same body. You have like like that movie Split. Yeah, no, it's absolutely yeah, completely like completely different people in the same body. You know, how do you explain that? That's always been the struggle with possession. Uh, you can't you can't yeah. remember things you did because it technically wasn't you. But, it was but, some but other again, part but again, let's look at this. Let's look at this for a minute. Th- this is what fascinates me: how the lines are so blurred. Right? And that's because, why we always do the like the paranormal mind because it is really messy. Like, well, it's diving into the mind. It's not not everything in this world is cut and dry. It isn't. And we always try to label everything and always try to even ghosts. You you can't sit here and say, oh, well it's, there's a a perfect line in the middle and it's either ghosts. Sorry, I had to slam that down. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But it's like, you know, we try to make it as either paranormal or not so paranormal. But like, and it's not that easy. It's not that easy because there's there's a range and there's a thousand different things it could be. It could be, you could have schizophrenia but you could also have people who have untapped and un you know if you're out like 150 years ago you hear you hear voices you assume that it's the voice of god yeah it could just be schizophrenia but the disassociative disorder that you were talking about right man that's crazy well what about transmediumship where they say they channel different people completely they're vocal yeah uh, there's vocal changes that is so that line is so blurred how do we know like it's so hard it's so hard to I think to even fathom. Again, a 
again, it's all like we always talk about. What do you believe? Right. What no, you, absolutely. Where, where do you, where is your line in the sand? I want Because re- if you want to believe that everything right. is normal, then you're like, okay, anytime somebody hears a voice, they're schizophrenic. Uh, you know, we have to remind people too, like, I love science and I think it's a great way to explain a lot of like what goes on in our daily lives, right? We use it as a set of rules to determine like how to calculate stuff and how to expect the outcomes of things. Even the rules in science are constantly changing. Well, well science too is is largely based off of our perception exactly. of what things are. But exactly. We, science only goes as far as what we know to be true. Think about surgery in the medical field today compared to a hundred years ago. Like they would, or even the cell phone you have in your pocket. You showed that to somebody 200 years ago. They'd be like, you, you a are a witch. Burn them in the stake. Um, there are wavelengths and wireless and internet and all that stuff is just really a it is a supernatural phenomenon in yeah. itself that we have learned to understand but that's constantly changing right and um you know they did that new telescope out in uh, space now yeah. and they're constantly having to rewrite the rules of what they understand in space now well i mean because completely of off topic but you know there was a woman that was abducted by aliens in like the 50s she pointed on a map where she was taken after she was abducted and you know uh, astronomers were like there's nothing there it was made up fast forward 20 years and that's where uh alpha centauri was found to be at 20 years before it was ever discovered as being an actual galaxy she said that's where she was taken not and just then, not 20. just that but walton like, all the stuff that he talks about exactly. there's some stuff as as far as with what we know about space and stuff right. where he described it and even though he's he's Dude, got his ways about him travis walton <laughs> his whole story just scares the shit out of yeah him. me his, too his, man his, and his then if you meet is, him he is just yeah his not. story is bizarre but but a lot of the stuff that yeah. he was describing they come to find out oh wow there's a great correlation with this yeah. there's something that the fire there's in the something sky to it fire in the sky was one of the first movies that ever scared the crap out of me yeah. as a kid and then you know we try to disprove him but then he passes all his lie detector yeah. tests and you know they're same com- thing with betty and and barney hill yeah they and, split and, them up and you know. right and why why especially during that time why would they why even, would an interracial couple in the 1950s or 60s bring yeah, more right. want to bring more attention to themselves yep. exactly exactly so back to elisa lamb yeah we can pass it off as mental illness but she could have been dealing with something of a paranormal nature right. and another thing is mental illness if you have undiagnosed or diagnosed how does the location that you're in mm. make your mental illness it can determine it exacerbated like imagine if you are schizophrenic or bipolar yep. or whatever and yep. you go to a location that's a hot spot for i mean imagine like you being slightly like on the spectrum of something and mm-hmm. you go to like the Bridgewater Triangle or something like that and then suddenly you start hearing voices. And we classify mental illness as something broken in the brain. Right. It could be something it's what an if evolution. It's, right. Or what if could it's be. Some, what if it's the brain opening up to well, a level know, they, that's that what, we can't we That's can't what they accept. say. They say that like you know? people with autism it's actually not lesser. It's the next evolution of humanity. I don't know who all knows this but I have diagnosed panic disorder and mm-hmm. it's like not that I can do anything about it. You know I've kind of only admitted to myself that it's just something going on in my brain and that's how it is but there are locations and places 
experiences that changed me. And it's because I've become more susceptible to reading the environment, even with people. Sometimes the littlest thing can upset me. Right. And I'll bottle it up and try and hide it. But like it's in my mind and I'm constantly like reliving it. Yeah, that's a good point about maybe it's something evolutionary. Maybe we're changing. Or maybe it's something that our brains are so supposed to be able to handle. But because of societal things and, right. and different things, we have closed those portions of our brain. So whenever they are open by either circumstance or because they're just wanting to open our body, we freak out. And right. Things happen because we don't know how to comprehend or understand what's going on. I'm not saying that no brains out there are broken, but I'm saying that we need to really focus and even entertain the possibility that a lot of people that are said to be mentally ill are not. They're dealing with maybe some gifts that we just don't really fully understand yet because it's easy to throw something, throw a label and say, oh, easy, this person's done. broken. Next. This person's yeah. sick. Let's move on. We well, you know it's crazy. You know? Right. I just read an article where the uh, Vatican said that exorcisms are at an all-time high. Really? Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Their school, like the school where they teach you how to be an exorcist is like influxed with people, wow. man. Well, you could argue wow. that the stress of everyday life is probably at an all-time high now. Yeah. So if you were going to be possessed, you know, that's the first phase is oppression mm-hmm. where everything in your life weighs you down to a point where you break. So, yeah. yeah. Just waiting. <laughs> You just want to get abducted. Any, any demons out there? I'm, well, uh, well, can you get possessed by aliens? Yeah, I thought it was aliens first. Mm, okay, aliens. come on. Come on, anything. Have a couple more drinks. You'll be okay. Bring it. But, but th- thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. What do you think about the Elisa Lamb story? If you're on our Patreon, uh, leave a comment. Y'all, y'all are great about leaving comments already. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this story. Uh, Before we jump off of this episode, please support our sponsor, which is AlienSodaCompany.shop not .com. I've said .com, but it's AlienSodaCompany.shop and go check out some of their stuff. They got some really cool stuff. You see this shirt over here that's hanging up on the wall. That's from Alien Soda Company. They have many great products there that I think you guys would enjoy. You can use code SEARCHERS for 10% off your order and that's good at any time. So take advantage of that yeah they just came out with this design for a ghost and then recently i saw a chupacabra yeah, which we should yeah. talk about one day right yeah. right so go check that out also if you're not a patron member and you would like to be we're currently i believe at 65 or 66 yep once we hit 100 we are doing a drawing for two lucky people we'll do one drawing first and then another one later mm-hmm. for an all-exclusive paid trip to come investigate with us pretty much anywhere in the united states so if you're worried about uh money or or food or anything, all of that will be taken care of. The only thing that you have to worry about is taking the time off of work yep. or making those arrangements. But Just everything else, everything else will be paid for. In order to qualify for that, it's once we hit 100 patron members. But you have to be at our $25 a month tier. And the reason why we're doing it that way is because it costs a lot of money for us to do this. We're trying to narrow down who is qualified to win for that reason. You know, because I don't think you understand, like, it's going to be pretty much anywhere in the continental U.S. Right. And it's going to be basically us three and you. I mean, I'm telling you, we're going to roll out the red carpet. Oh, yeah. the, The trip will be completely about you and your experience and making sure that you have a great time. 
and investigating it at a place that is going to be memorable for you and something that you'll remember for a long time. Again, go to patreon.com forward slash searchers believe and that's where you can sign up. But thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for the audio listeners for the podcast, uh, the Patreon, the video podcast. Thanks for the Uh, drinks. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for the drink recommendation, Pamela Collins. We really appreciate you. And until the next episode, searchers out. See ya. Goodbye.